Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Um, so welcome back to this episode, uh, which is episode two of um, my podcast radio show. Um, so uh, just to let you know, uh, if, if you can, um, you can go ahead and download these uh, podcasts. I finally, you know, got it situated where I'm uploading them to iTunes and uh, my SoundCloud uh, for the, um, it's called the, the KC on the Beat show. Um, so you should be able to search both uh, iTunes as, as well as um, SoundCloud. And I'm going to try to do, I think it was Sticker Radio and TuneIn Radio and get those uploaded on there as well. Um so that you know every you know it's it's just going to basically filter any podcast type of uh environment or radio environment where I can get these things on and get them rolling um so uh sorry about the pause and I I was actually reading something uh somebody just sent me a text uh yeah so let's get started today um Look me up on uh, SoundCloud at, you know, KC on the Beat, Twitter at KC on the Beat, Tumblr at KC on the Beat, <clears throat> Facebook, KC on the Beat, uh, Snapchat, KC on the Beat, um, Twitter at KC on the Beat. So basically most of the social media uh, type of uh, outlets or whatever, you should be able to find me on. Just, you know, search KC on the Beat. And you should be able to look me up and then, you know, like my music and things like that, download it, purchase it. Uh, This radio show thing is something new that I'm doing. So, you know, I thought, hey, I can actually do both. You really don't have too many producers actually doing radio shows. So I'm going to do a radio show and I'm going to try to make music and, you know, things like, you know, just to, you know, make myself versatile, get my voice out there again, like I said before in the first uh, podcast, get my voice out there, you know, get heard pretty much. Um, so rather it's from my voice or my music, um, it it just, you know, it's what I'm trying to do is I'm, I'm trying to get out there. Uh, so, all right. So I had some, I, I actually said what I'll do and I'll, I'll try to remember to do this per podcast is spend 15 minutes a piece for an hour talking about four different topics. And today, you know, you know, one topic is going to be potty training uh, for children. And then the second one will be growing marijuana. Yes, I do that. Uh, the, The third one would be parenting. I have 10 kids and I want to talk about that. And then job recruiters. I wanted to talk about that because it's you know it's things I w- I have on my mind right now that I actually want to try to get off my mind. And these are some of the things that you know is resonating on my brain at the moment. And uh, so you know I'm gonna go ahead and get started with the first one. Um, so potty training. This is this is strange. So I have a two year old daughter now. I had kids, I guess you want to say at a young age, um, whereas though today I have a 22-year-old son, uh, son that's about to be 21, and then a son that's about to be 19. So for whatever reason, as the creator has had it, I went and created life again uh, two years ago or two and a half years ago. And, you know, I when I was potty training my sons, it seemed more simplified, I guess, because they all boys and it was a little easier to get it done. Um, but for some reason with my two year old, it's it seemed like it's impossible to get her on board with going to the pot. You know, she knows she has to go. But she refused to say anything. So I had this book about, you know, how to potty train. And it it spoke about um, 
I wish I had the book in front of me. I thought I had it, but I, I actually don't. I must have left it in another room. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it spoke about sign language and, you know, using sign language to have the child tell you when it is they have to go and things like that. And I thought to myself, I said, well, wow, that's kind of going to be a little extreme because it, it's for beginners. So she would have had uh, had already started that probably around one-ish, you know, or whatever. So we didn't start her that way. We, You know, I am the one that's actually working with her and trying to get her potty trained. And, it, you know, it's it's not working out quite as well as it did, you know, before with my sons. I also have a five-year-old stepson that, you know, I've been with since he was probably nine months or 11 months or something like that And when I met his mom. And I took him on and I got him potty trained. It took a while. He, he kind of hated the bathroom. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know if it was because it was a smaller room because he would like to use the one upstairs that's a little bit bigger. But he just didn't like the environment of sitting on the toilet in that particular bathroom downstairs. But he, you know, he adapted to it. And we used to, he had a schedule. So, like, every time he ate, he would have to go. So it made it a little easier for us to potty train him. And with my daughter, for some weird reason, she'll eat and she doesn't go. Sometimes she don't go in a whole day. So I said, you know, to her mom, I was like, well, maybe we feeding her the wrong foods and it's just not flowing through her like that because she loves peanut butter and jelly and, you know, I'm trying to think of all the, you know, cereal, all the food she eat and she's pretty much eating the, you know, regular people food now at this she's two and I have a mouthful of teeth, of course, but she's not really, like I say, things aren't flowing like they should. And, at, you know, at a, at a young age. So one of the things I was actually contemplating on was, you know, giving her just a tad bit of prune juice, not a lot, you know, but to add more fiber to her diet, you know, to so that she can have a regular bowel movement so that it'll make it easier because this shit is getting crazy. It's like she go and see, it's hard to tell the signs because she, you know, normally we can tell when she's around us because she'll go somewhere, she'll hide and she'll use the bathroom or she'll go in the corner. And then that's when you grab her and run her and put her on the pot. But when she's amongst the other children, she'll just stand there and she'll do it. And, you know, they don't understand the signs. And, you know, I, I it right now in my home residing with me, I have, what, a 17, 16, 12, 11, 9, 5, and a 2-year-old. So, of course, the teens, you know, they're not really, you know, that's not their position, you know, to play that part as a, you know, a parent and things like that to actually watch over her and, 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 you know, hey, hey, are you taking the poop? Oh, let me go put you in the pot. You know, that's not going to work like that. You know, I don't expect them to be parents at their young age. You know, it's it not if they don't have to be, and I'm blessed that they aren't, you know, and I don't, you know, kind of want them to have that mind frame that, you know, children can raise children uh, because that is extremely confusing when you're telling them don't make no babies. So I don't depend on them for that. So therefore, I I would prefer for my daughter to be able to say, hey, I got a, you know, I got a pot, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's, that's just not working out with her for whatever weird reason. So, you know, if you all have any tips on how to get a girl potty trained successfully, shoot me an email at... Um, I'm about to forget my email address. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, shoot me an email at thecaseyonthebeatshow at gmail.com and, you know, send me some ideas. I, I love to hear what it is, you know, if you all have kids or whoever's listening have kids, you know, what did you do to, you know, aid your child and to especially a daughter. The sons, like I said, I don't know. I, I thought girls were easier than boys because they say boys are more difficult, but no.
I'm seeing that my daughter personally and my experience in this uh, venture of having, because this is my first biological daughter, in this venture is it being extremely difficult for me to get her on board. So, you know, if you guys have any ideas or anything like that, you know, let's shoot me an email. That's seven. I'm about to say my other email address. I, I keep forgetting. I have so many. I apologize. I have so many email accounts. It's just crazy. And this one, you know, that I always use. Uh, but send an email to the Casey on the Beat show at gmail.com and let me know, you know, what you think I should be able to do to actually get that resolved. Because the sooner the better. She's almost three years old come January, and, you know, we're trying to get her situated. And she's such a little darling and a baby, but, you know, we got to get her ready uh, to go to pre-K-3, um, which is school, and to get her acclimated. And, you you know, if you already know, most schools or daycares, you know, they, they'll take, well, the school's not going to take a child that's not potty trained. The daycare will, but they'll charge the shit out of you. <laughs> and if you don't have your kid changing, they got to do it for you. So to eliminate extra expenses, I'd rather just try to get her potty trained and on board instead of waiting till she's five and putting her in kindergarten. I think, you know, she's extremely brilliant now, and I'd rather send her off and send her into school early at the age of three next year or next fall um, so that she can you know, be well-developed and everything like that, and then just go pre-K-3, pre-K-4, then kindergarten, and then, you know, she'll be up there as far as, you know, her wits and so forth. So if y'all have any information on that, please help me out. The Casey on the Beat Show at gmail.com. Okay. Because, um, you know, again, it, it didn't, not, you know, not just the fact that, you know, the financial aspect of sending her to daycare or anything like that without that, you know, without that type of training, but it also helps out when you're, tr you're constantly having to buy Pampers at a size six and, you know, the higher, the older they get, the less Pampers they put in the pack. So you end up spending unnecessary money for a little bit of Pampers, which keeps you running back and forth, back and forth to the store. You know, even if you get a case, it's still, you know, it's, it's a waste of money to me. And I tried to use the little potty pants and trainer with that. She'll just pee right in them, like, and just sitting there. She'll pee and, you know, does she doesn't say anything. And that, it, you know, it's kind of frustrating, you know. So, and I'm a strong believer in, like, when especially with my daughters, the phys physical discipline portion, I, I don't care for. Uh, with my sons, I'm a little harder on my daughters. I try not to really focus so much on that. And I just try to talk to them and, you know, get them acclimated like that. I leave anything else up to their mom, which she really doesn't do any type of corporal punishment or anything like that. It's all, you know, conversational pieces. Um, just a tad bit of yelling sometimes, but that's about it. Um, so, again, if you have any information, any 411, the Casey on the B show at gmail.com is where you can send those solutions and help me resolve this issue. And trust me, I would try whatever you put it in, you know, in front of me and, and try to get that situated and bring it up in the later topic, you know, and let you know how it worked out and if it worked out, if it didn't, what is that thing like Mythbusters? Yeah, do something similar to that. Okay, um, so we're going to go ahead and move to the next topic. Um, and this topic, I, I don't know how many of you, my listeners are actually doing this, but because I live in a state where they have legalized um, the usage of marijuana uh, for recreational use or medical use or anything like that, I said to myself, you know what, I wonder if I could be successful at producing the planting, growing the plant and gardening it and things like that. You know, as I spoke before, I, I, I grow a lot of vegetables, but I never thought to myself, hey, well, you know, let's grow some weed. So, you know, I, I used to smoke back in the day, 
and things like that. And because it's so, in, you know, it in D.C., it's, it's, it's kind of the norm for it. And I think uh, Maryland is working towards actually getting it legalized. But, you know, it has it's had it has its benefits and things like that for some folks, you know, uh, it, I guess if you, you know, doing it for mind or doing it for body, you know, you, you it has its perks. So um, I'm actually growing some. I think I have like, uh, I, I started uh, three plants. No, no, it was five. I started five, growing five plants, and I had did a test where I had, three growing in the house and I took two outside and um okay uh, give me one second here um so I had the, the plants outside and for whatever reason they, they didn't fare too well when I, you know, first sent them outside. And the other three I had, I had them in the house and they were growing under plant lights. So they wasn't growing under the thousand watt bulbs. Uh, I think they call it HID lights or something like that. They wasn't growing under those. They were just growing under regular uh, Phillips plant lights. And, you know, they were doing pretty well. And so I took them outside later uh, to try to take advantage of the sun and things like that for the summer. And now they're starting to bud out, you know, I guess, you know, because I was reading something and it was saying that they know when, you know, the fall is coming and they need to reproduce or whatever the case may be. So they start flowering and they're, they're you know, they go outside of the um, foliage stage. So now mine's is actually, you know, kind of leaving the foliage stage and it's starting to bud. And I was reading something about um, the male plant and the female plant. And they were saying how you want to separate the male from the female. Now, I don't know if I'm just blessed for beginner's luck, but it's looking like I have three female plants. And if that's the case, I guess I'm extremely lucky to actually have, you know, planted. I know one of the ones I put outside um, the, one of the two that I put outside in the beginning was a female plant because it started to seed. And I'm guessing the plant, you know, which is funny how intelligent life form is, you know, some life forms on this earth where it knew that it was dying and it started to seed. And I was shocked to even see the seeds on there. And I was like, oh, wow, I got seeds. And you know, I, I, so, you know, with, with that particular one, it actually had died out. I, I gave it some fertilizer and tried to save it, but I, I'm guessing it just, it wasn't enough. It, it actually, it actually died. And then the other one I gave to one of my buddies and he said he was going to try to take care of it or whatever and nurture it. But even if he did, he's probably not going to get that much bud off of it. But the three, the other three I have, they, you know, they're growing, but they look like they two different strains. And I think it, I can't remember the names of both of the strains, but it looks like I may have a harvest <laughs> and I'm like, well, damn, I don't really smoke. And you can't, you know, in DC, you can't sell it or whatever the case may be. I don't even know if you can give it away. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't know if you can give it away. And, um, I, I do know that my oldest son partakes in that type of recreational use uh, in which I'm trying to, you know, curb his appetite with it because he has a kid on the way and I'm like, you don't need to be stoned all the time in front of your child, you know, but if it, you know, kind of helps him in raising the kid, then I don't know, but I'm never really stoned in front of my kids. So, uh, you know, I'm trying to teach him that, yo, 
if you want to do whatever you want to do once the kid goes to bed and it's nighttime or something like that, then, you know, hey, knock yourself out. But when you got to be alert, you know, with a newborn or even a toddler, you have to be alert. Your your reaction time can't be slowed down because that's that's not a good thing. And that's one of the reasons why I, I, I kind of shy away from drinking or, you know, using drugs or anything like that that's going to hinder me from being able to, you know, respond efficiently to anything that my child wants or needs. So if I ever do drink, I normally do it at night, and then I go to bed, like, you know, have a shot and then go to sleep or something like that, because sometimes it actually helps take the edge off, because I always have so much on my mind, I'll sit there and lay in the bed for hours and just can't even sleep because I can't shut my brain off. And that's an actual frustrating thing. And I learned a while ago because, you know, I, I do music. So it's it's kind of funny for me because I'll be sitting in the bed laying there and I'm just thinking about music and thinking about, well, I can go put this sample together and make a beat or I can go do these notes or I'll hum a tune. And then next thing I know, I'm up and I'm in the studio trying to make, you know, or, or trying to make or put something together. And it's it's just frustrating at times because sometimes I, I do want to just go lay down in the bed and just go to sleep. So I'll actually end up being up for 24 hours or damn near 48 hours because I, I just can't sleep with so much going on in my mind. And you would think, you know, having seven kids that reside with you, that you would be tired out. But no. That's not always the case, but, you know, I, I, I'd sit there, you know, and I'll have a shot or two, go to bed, but I, I don't do it that frequent because, you know, because of health concerns and things like that, so I actually don't partake in it like that, and I think, you know, I used to drink, what, like a fish, and then this particular year, I said, you know, I need to chill out from that. And then on top of that, like I say, so with the whole marijuana aspect and teaching my oldest son that, you know, you don't always have to have a vice. Um, and me, you know, growing the marijuana, he he comes over quite frequently and looks at it and say, ooh, I can't wait, I can't wait. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, you know, that's that's weird, you know. <laughs> You're sitting there and you growing drugs and shit and you fucking giving it to your kid. Like, that's not cool. He doesn't seem to understand that because, of course, he's a grown man. And he's just like, just give it to me. And I'm like, no, nah, you don't do that. Like, we barely had drinks together. And, you know, I just can't, you know, be the reason why my child is actually on a, you know, addicted to a drug. You know, that's just crazy. That's beyond disrespectful to me that's my personal preference but <clears throat> yeah I you know and growing this you know and it's funny because I actually got the seeds from my son and I remember one day I said hey you know if you have any seeds you know that you're gonna throw away because most people did that anyway I was like you know shoot them my way bring them over and I want to see if I can actually you know do something with this and I wasn't expecting it to be the way it is, I've, I, you know, I've always thought that it, you had to have certain uh, chemicals and things like that, lighting and all of that to actually make it grow. And I, in all honesty, man, I just used like Miracle Grow, uh, uh, regular plant plant fertilizer, um, changed out the pots, you know, you know when they seedlings, they in that little pot, and then you know I put them in a the medium pot, and then they in a the big pot on their own and you know I threw some compost in it because I knew they like nitrogen so you know I was like ah well if I always keep fresh compost in it and just keep watering it you know it'll feed off the compost you know I always consider compost and manure and stuff like that they call it black gold so you know I actually give it to the marijuana plant the same as I do with my vegetables and it actually did extremely well um so with that, 
Uh, you know, I, I, I believe I was told that October is actually the harvest time for marijuana plants because they don't like the cold. And it's, it's bizarre because the last couple of days, we've been having some kind of cold nights, you know, 60 degrees, 66 or 69 degrees. And I was like, oh, shit, my plant's going to die before they actually, you know, get mature enough to when it's actual harvest time because they were saying something about uh, what I read up. They said that you got like, I think it's a couple of weeks if it's outdoor, if you're growing it outdoor, if it's indoor, it's like a two-week window to actually harvest it where it's, you know, extremely potent and things like that. And, you know, I, I because I grow it outside, it's hard to actually monitor that. They And I know I was reading something that talked about um, getting a magnifying glass and looking for the crystals or something that was on it. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember the name of it, but you know, if 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 anybody out there is growing it, you know, and you know the actual perfect harvest time of the month or whatever the case may be, or you know, I, I don't know if it's September, October, November, because they say some outdoor strains, some of them you can, you know, let go all the way to November. But I'm like, that's pretty harsh weather here in D.C. So we, I don't live in L.A., you know, or in the South per se, where you know it's hot or humid in November, you know, we kind of got the best of both worlds here. It's either cold or it's hot. Um, but if anybody out there knows, you know, again, shoot me an email at thecaseyonthebeatshow at gmail.com and let me know, you know, what your advice is, you know, and what's uh, as far as, you know, the harvesting and things like that. Also, you know, how, how to tell which strain or, you know, because I, I believe one plant is taller than the other plant. And one, you know, one looks like a bush and one looks like a tree. But I can't re really remember the names of how it's set up where they, you know, where you know the difference between the two. Um, but, you know, if, if if you have any any anything out there, you know, just let me know. And, you know, that'll help me, you know, probably next spring. You know, when I start to develop some more, because in D.C., like I say, you can grow up to five plants. You can have up to five adults and still have the babies starting. And then, you know, of course, you, you harvest the five and then you got, you know, five more adults to keep your whole stream flowing. So, you know, I had my five, but I only have three now. And then, you know, probably in the spring, I may even try this fall to start early here and do it inside and then take them outside but it all depends if I have the space or something like that because I have some uh, pepper plants out there that I actually need to bring into the home and in the, uh, my pepper plants and probably the strawberry depending on how cold it gets you know I drag them in and let them live in the house for you know for the winter so they won't die out because last year I know I lost my whole strawberry um, strawberry little plant bush thingy that I had out there and it died, it couldn't handle it but the kale and collard greens and lettuce, they survived you know, the cold so uh, you know I, and I don't have a greenhouse this year uh, actually I had one last year and it actually collapsed from the snow so, but anyway, back on topic growing marijuana if you have any advice on that, shoot me an email, thecaseyonthebeeshow at gmail.com. All right, so we're going to move forward and um, talk about uh, the the parenting, parenting of 10 kids. Um, I have 10 children, and um, <clears throat> basically, you know, I, I struggle with a lot of parental issues and things like that, dealing with, you know, having, like, four girls and, what, six boys. Um, I actually had to count them off in my head, which is crazy. Um, so, you know, in, in, in having that many children, you deal with so many personalities, so many needs, and so much discipline. Um, and a lot of times, you know, you kind of get 
so wrapped up into it, you know, that you lose focus from one person to the next. Everybody's coming to you. Everybody got a question. Everybody want to know how to do this, how to do that. And it, it can be frustrating at times. Um, one thing I can say is teaching, teaching them and preaching them. I mean, I kind of never, never really get tired of it, but sometimes it can be uh, a real hard burden, you know, in dealing with because, like I say, you're dealing with so many personalities, you know, and having six step children and you know dealing with them, it's 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 extremely you know, difficult for me because sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm dealing with someone else's DNA, you know, uh, with the the dads and things like that. I don't, you know, really know them on a personal basis. So, you know, blending the family together, you know, that was actually the easy part, but until, you know, it, it they start to grow and get a little older and you're like, okay, you don't act like your mom. So, Things like that is, uh, you know, the crazy part of the whole thing. Um, but nevertheless, I take it, you know, for what it is. And I've always kind of wanted a big family. And, you know, I I just accept them as they are. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but, you know, having a 22-year-old is challenging. You know, he's the oldest. Uh, that's my son. Um, you know, he comes with a bunch of challenges. Like I said, you know, the whole substance thing and all of that. And, you know, thank God he hasn't really experimented, at least to my knowledge, with anything other than marijuana and alcohol. But, you know, I still try to, you know, curve him up off of that and get him and keep him from, you know, utilizing that type of uh, vice you know, to deal with his problems and stuff like that, you know. And then I have the 20-year-old, he's about to be 21, and uh, in uh, November, and, you know, I, I, with him, he's dealing with school issues. He's in college. He go, attends uh, Seton Hall University, and he's thinking about leaving the university and coming home and... <clears throat> Then and doing like a community college type situation, which you know he wants to be closer to home. Then he's trying to start his own business and be an entrepreneur and things like that. So I think he's more focused or torn in between the two, and instead of just focusing on completing college because this is his third year, so. I'm like, dude, yo, you you came this far, you might as well just go ahead and finish and get your bachelor's. And then after that, you know, focus on what you need to focus on, you know, after the fact. Then I have a 19-year-old. Well, he's 18 now. He'll be 19 in probably about two weeks. Um, Same thing. You know, he's out of school and he's, you know, challenging himself and trying to figure out, what's the best move for him, if he should go to college, if he should just, you know, do a trade or just plain out work. And I, I always tell my kids, college isn't for everyone. You know, some people are successful from it and some aren't. You know, it just depends on who it is and, you know, what it is that they they want to accomplish in life. If you struggled in high school, then maybe college isn't for you. You can do a short two-year trade school, one-year trade school, and take that trade and, you know, throw it under your belt and use it for the rest of your life, you know, and that's that's one of the benefits with learning a trade. And then I, um, you know, I have a 17-year-old stepson, you know, that's supposed to graduate this year. Um, he's in the 12th grade, and hopefully, you know, he stays focused on, you know, completing this school year and uh, basically graduate with honors and get a scholarship to actually go to college, you know, because as of right now, you know, the financial aspect and having a large family and the, 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 the downside to it is having enough money to pay to have everyone, you know, go to college. That's going to be kind of tough. 
Um, so he's really pushing himself to try to, you know, find a way to get a, a scholarship to actually um, attend a university or, you know, community college or whatever. Then I have a 16-year-old stepdaughter. And with her, she's in the 11th grade. And, you know, I just, I'm just trying to keep the boys away from the house, you know, and keep them at bay, should I say. Um, if I can put a moat around my house, I would. Um, but, you know, and dealing with her is, you know, all about school, 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 school. I really don't care for her to be on social media and things like that. I try to, you know, put her on a straight path and let her know that, yo, when I was a child, we didn't have any of those things. They actually didn't exist. <clears throat> so, therefore, you know, you should be able to make it without it when you graduate. And, you know, of course, you know, you can do pretty much with your heart content long as it's, you know, legal and, you know, you, you're not, you know, doing anything to harm yourself. Um, so I work with her on schooling and things like that. Then let me see. Under her, I have a 12-year-old. Now, and this kid is funny because he, he, school just started and he's already kind of off to a rocky start, and which is weird to me because he, <clears throat> excuse me, he, uh, he tried to go, like, I think it was like first, second week of school, and he came home and said, yo, uh, dad, yeah, we don't have homework all this week because we have a trip at the end of the week. So I said, okay. So, I was like, all right, that's fine. You know, he doesn't have homework, so I'm not going to uh, really, you know, make a focus of, you know, of it or anything like that. So the next day, I think this was on a Monday, he told me they didn't have homework. So on a Tuesday, I asked him again. I said, hey, you got homework tonight? He was like, no. no I told you, Dad, we don't have homework all this week because we're going on a field trip. And I said, oh, okay, all right. And it seemed kind of suspect because I was like, eh, you're just starting school. Why would they not give you homework? So on Wednesday, uh, his mother received a text message stating that he hasn't turned in homework for two, three days. And I was just like, wow, okay, he's trying it. He's trying it. So, you know, being 12, you know, he he's uh, basically – learning the ropes probably from peers and things like that of try how to try to get away without, you know, doing homework and things like that. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a type of parent or, or actually person that actually follow up with a lot of folks and manage a lot of things and a lot of aspects of my kids' lives. So, you know, he wouldn't have got away with it. I would have figured it out. Um, but, yeah, so now that he's 12, he's actually trying to push the envelope a little bit and, and and try to be slick. And this is a kid that, that's been on the honor roll for quite some time. And the funny thing is when I asked him, I said, so why did you, you lie? And he said, oh, no, I, you know, when I come home, I just don't feel like doing my homework. I'm like, oh, that's weird. But okay. Um, you know, and I told him, you know, we'll deal with it later. So, you know, of course, we had to, you know, put him on punishment and, you know, let him pay for his, you know, his his negative deed did he contribute so let me see after him we got a 11 year old daughter that um is is pretty interesting you know she's kind of like it's hard to it's hard to like you know put her in a box cuz she's kind of like everywhere you know she's not bad you know, anything like that. She's just, she's a comedian type, you know, comic. She's the one that likes to run around the house and make irritating sounds, do irritating things, and, you know, just to get your attention. And she frustrates the hell out of her older siblings. But for me, I, I pretty much laugh at her because she's she just the overall cornball. Um, 
and it was funny because you know we call them blonde moments at times. One one time she was walking with uh, with my mom, and they were going somewhere, and she looked down. She said, um, "They call my mother Grammy." So they were like, uh, "She said Grammy, uh, what size are the shoes you wearing?" Or something like that. She said, "Yeah." She said, "She asked." She said, "Oh, Grammy, what what size shoe you wear?" <clears throat> so my mother was like, uh, "I wear a 10. and she said, "Oh, so what size are those you have on?" And my mother said she stopped and just looked at her and was like, "Look, before you start this shit, <laughs> um, uh, you can go back in the house if these are the type of questions you're gonna ask me the whole the whole trip." And you know, I, I found it to be funny because she'll do things like that. But she only does it to really irritate you, uh, and she's she's just a comedian. And then you have the the nine year old nine year old daughter, and another one that's just you know she turned nine and she's just doing all types of weird shit, man. And you know, and it, it's just it's funny, you know she she. She tries to do things and get away with it, and, you know, she doesn't understand what she's doing. I think she tried to learn from looking up uh, and, and trying to be sneaky about things, and one time she got caught with her mom's makeup on and tried to sit there and lie and say she didn't have it on, and you can clearly see the mascara and shit all over her eyes and shit. And I'm like, are you serious? And, I, you know, I denied seeing it. When her mother said, hey, do you see she got makeup on her face? I said, no, she don't have no makeup on, but I can clearly see it. But, you know, I was trying to keep her from actually getting yelled at. But, you know, like her mom said, she wasn't stupid. She saw it. And, you know, she pretty much, you know, got grounded for that. And so now she's grounded along with her 12-year-old brother. Because, again, they're they getting older, so they're trying certain things and to see what they can get away with and what they can't. So after her, we had a five-year-old. He's a five-year-old little boy. Very interesting child, man. Very interesting child. I could speak about him all day. He's a character in himself. And, he, you know, he's just something else. He's going to kindergarten. This is his first year of kindergarten. And... It was funny because, like, on the first day of school, he dressed himself, and he had his underwear on backwards and his undershirt on backwards, and his tongue to his shoes was tucked all the way, like, by his toes. And, you know, that that morning I was tired as hell. I was like, man, I had been up all night and was like, nah, I don't really feel like, you know, going upstairs. I said, nah, let me check on my little man before he leave out the house. And when I saw that, I was just like, wow, you starting off school on the wrong note? So, you know, of course I had him change everything or whatever and sent him on his way. But he's he's a happy-go-lucky kid. And then you had a, the baby, which is two, our two-year-old daughter. And, man, she is just a handful. Like I said, dealing with the potty training, uh, the, the whining, and, you know, the, she actually bullies everyone above her. It's like she gets everything she wants. And everybody is, kind of, I don't know why, they, it's like they're afraid to, you know, talk to her or, you know, get her to do the right thing. So she get away with a lot, and she's spoiled as hell, man. It's it's not even funny. It's actually kind of irritating. I mean, I think I contribute to some of the spoiling, like when it comes to, you know, like candy, you know, gummies or cookies and treats and stuff like that. I, I got a bad habit of uh, giving it to her, although I'll say if you do this, you won't get that, and you know, and maybe I'm contributing to it as well as everyone else. But it's it's crazy in dealing with her. So, you know, that's that's the rundown of my ten kids, um, and you know, basically trying to manage that with them and 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 dealing with them. Um, so, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, and move to the next topic here. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a little bit of cold thing going or coming. I don't know. So, you know, that's 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 the story with my kids and stuff like that. Like I said, and you know, it's it's amazing. It's a, it's amazing having a large family, but it's a it's it could be stressful at times and 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 energy draining at times. But you know, I try to keep in good spirits and 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 teach them and you know things like that. And 
hopefully one day, you know, whether I'm dead and gone or still here, you know, they'll, they'll actually learn to appreciate it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so we're going to go to uh, talk about job recruiters, right? So this is something I've been trying to figure out. Like I said before, you know, I've, you know, been out of work probably since, what's this, 2015? I want to say since like February of 2014. And, you know, it's, it's you know, partially by choice. You know, I chose to stay at home with my daughter and, and you know, work with her, be close to her and help raise her. And, you know, I, I, I didn't actually have that opportunity with my other children. <coughs> with my older boys. So having that opportunity today, it actually, you know, it, it was a great thing for me. But nonetheless, when, you know, I, I, I tried to go back into the workforce and things like that and find a job, I started noticing, you know, I use monster.com, career, uh, career builders, uh, what's the other one? Uh, Indeed, uh, job type of uh, I guess you want to call them forums or whatever to find a job. And <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry. Oh man, this just hit me out of nowhere. And I'm trying to drink this water, but it doesn't seem to be working. I think I may need some hot tea or something, but. And, you know, I was sitting here dealing with these job places and trying to find jobs, submitting resumes and, you know, posting to these boards and things like that, you know, trying to, you know, basically hook, line, and sinking me a career somewhere. And <coughs> it's it's crazy because I get a lot of recruiters that contact me. And a lot of times, you know, they, they call you and I'm like, you know, okay, yeah, you know, everything sounds good. And it's like it almost sounds too good. And I've done so many phone interviews and, you know, giving them permission to represent me to companies that they're actually uh, working for. And for some reason, you never hear back from them, you know. And I've been in management pretty primarily most of my adult life. And I've interviewed people. I've done, you know, plenty of resumes, different formats and everything like that. Like when it comes to this portion of hiring and human resources and things like that, I'm pretty up on beat. And and I know, you know, what you ought to say and what you're not supposed to say, how you're supposed to act and things like that, what's supposed to be on the resume, what shouldn't. Rather, it's how you, you know, categorize it with style or whatever you use, you know, even down to fonts. And I'm like, okay. So these guys here, they call you up. They say, hey, I'm calling from such and such company. (coughs) And we have a great opportunity for you as, let's say, a desktop support position. And it pays this, 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 and, you know, it's starting here and all and they go through this whole spill and they, they, they talk so energetic, like, you know, they, they real good with their shit. But nonetheless, they'll have, they'll actually ask you, hey, you know, we're gonna send you some, some forms, you fill out the forms and you send them back or whatever. And you go through all this and you don't get a fucking call. And I'm like, Well, what the fuck is the point in calling me? If if you're not fucking really working for me, you know, it's it's kind of it's stupid. It's stupid. It's like and I, and I actually remember saying this to my girl that, yo. These recruiters are dicks because like they it's it's what, what do we, it's leading a person on to something that will never be there. That's like a horrible ass relationship. You know, where you're sitting there and you're you're like, oh, okay, and you you go tell your woman and tell your kids, yeah, I, I may have something coming through the pipe. And then it, what's that shit? Uh, Prices right? The womp womp womp. And next thing you know, you don't have shit. Nobody's calling you because it's crazy. This one guy called me, 
And I talked to him. I was kind of relaxed with it because at this point, I'm like, man, I'm fucking tired of talking to these fucking assholes because they not they don't really give a shit. You know, they got a job. Their job is to actually get you to agree that they can represent you. Now, while they doing this shit, they getting paid. They go and contact the person, you know, whatever, whether it's uh, Lockheed Martin or Raytheon or any any one of those um, type of companies to deal with the government. And, they, you know, they'll sit there and they'll tell you, yeah, man, you got a great chance, you know, uh, this, that, and some more shit. And you're like, oh, okay, okay. So the guy, you know, he calls me. I sit and talk with him. Now, he, mind you, he emailed me like two, three times, called me a couple of times, left a couple of messages. And, you know, I finally decided to reply back to him because I, I normally ignore him, especially if they have like foreign names because I've, I don't, I've heard it. I can't remember where the source came from, but I, you know, heard that they were, you know, doing the identity theft thing. So you'll have people, you know, with no offense to them, I'm, I'm nowhere near a racist, I'm black, so that's kind of hard to be, but um, he's from uh, Pakistan. There's a bunch of Pakistani Indian type names that contact you, the names you can't even fucking pronounce, and I'm like, how are they even getting my information? And the guy, you know, he contacted me, so, you know, I was like, I normally ignore those type of uh, emails and things like that, send them to the junk box or whatever, because I never believed that that's actually legit. And I finally responded, and the guy, you know, called me, and I called him back, and I talked to him, and, you know, everything sounded promising. So he was like, yeah, so your interview is going to be set up actually it's tomorrow. You know, he said, uh, you know, at 3.30. So I said, okay, cool. Uh, you know, he sent an email confirming, like, the, the rate. They do the little rate thing for your W-2 and all of that. So if you're a contractor or something like that, that's how they, you know, you get a, a W-2, you can do hourly or you can do salary. And, you know, so he went through that whole spiel. And um, so we sat there, went through that, I confirmed it, you know, emailed him back, confirmed the job or whatever, and uh, he emailed me back confirming the interview time. So I was like, okay. So then, like, I don't know why, like, fucking 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, it's fucking dawned on me. I, I got an interview, and I don't know where the fuck I'm going. Like, I, I don't have an address. Like, what the fuck? So I emailed this guy, like, 3, 4 o'clock in the fucking morning, like, yo, dude, you didn't give me a fucking address. You you confirmed it. There's no address. There's no location at all in any of the chains of email for where the position will be held. It just said, like, Southwest D.C. That's not fucking telling me anything. For who? For where? You know, so I wake up, and I'm, like, hoping, okay, hoping that he would have replied, and he didn't reply. So I'm like, oh, shit. Here we go with this bullshit again. And I, you know, had already hit my woman up and told her, yeah, I got an interview on Tuesday, yada, yada. So she was all excited and was like, well, hopefully you get it. You know, I'm hoping for the best. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, this morning, I'm like, fucking shit, man. How am I going to tell her that this guy didn't fucking give me the information? So I said, fuck that. So I called him. And it was funny because he knew, I guess, he must have saved my number or some shit, right? So he picks up the phone, called me by name. And I'm like, yeah, hey, so, um, yeah, uh, you never gave me a, a, a location of the interview. He was like, oh, oh, no, it's on the phone. And I'm like, it's weird that this motherfucker's a recruiter and he didn't know that or he didn't, you know, share that information with me that I would have a phone interview. So I was like, okay, um, all right, so I guess it's going to be a phone interview at 3 o'clock or whatever on Tuesday. So he was like, yeah. I said, all right. He was like, oh, yeah, just call me, you know, after the interview and let me know how it went, this, that, and some more shit, right? So I'm sitting here, and I'm like, I'm listening through the phone because I'm trying to find out where the fuck is this dude at, like, Because <laughs> I'm like, it was mighty quiet, like he was laying in the bed or some shit. And so I was like, hold up, man. Please don't tell me this dude got my fucking number saved, and he's probably going to fuck around and have one of his folks call me and fake, like, you know, he's actually calling me to interview for a position or whatever. 
and I, I was just sitting there like, oh, this fucking blows, man. This fucking blows. Because like I say, with these recruiter folks, you can't never trust shit they say, man. Because a lot of them, I've been lied to a lot. I've been on a lot of interviews. and I dress professional, clean shaven face, you know, clean cut. Your shit pressed right, right out the fucking cleaners. Shoes, nice. Everything match. I ain't going looking, you know. Like no bum or no shit. I'm full fucking fledged suit, like fucking full shit. You know, the whole nine yards, pres- presidential type shit. And these these fuckers just keep. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm maybe my tie's the wrong color and I'm intimidating. And I've even looked up that shit and researched that. But you know, I I I I would think that I'm doing everything the right way, unless it's just the color of my skin. But I don't want to think like that, right? Because that shit's negative going into an interview that, yo, I'm not going to get this job because I'm black. No, fuck that. You know, I should get the job because I'm the person for the job. So, you know, that's my mentality every time I go in an interview. I don't go in there with negative thoughts. So, you know, I've been in, in, in managerial roles, so I understand how that whole game thing worked. Like, one time I fucked myself. I actually went in there and the guy said, um... So why have you been out of work? Uh, oh no, he asked me. He said, um, "Are you are you trying to get this job because you've been out of work for a while or whatever? Or why have you been out of work?" And I said, "No, I actually, you know, I've been home with my daughter, you know, and I, you know, this came across, and I thought, you know, it's, it was a great fit for me or whatever. Yeah, you know, he was like, so you're not in no real rush to work, you know, anything like that.' I was like, "Oh no, it's not that. No, yeah, I'm fine. I mean." But I still, you know, love to take the position. And I think I fucked myself by not basically looking desperate, you know, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, and which I'm learning that, you know, you don't go on interviews and tell them you got fucking kids because, yo, that shit will fucking shoot you down faster than the fucking Red Baron, you know. So I've learned that when you're dealing with certain shit, like people get kind of afraid if you have children, because I don't know if they assume you're going to call out or you're not going to be dedicated to the job or your child's going to take priority over every fucking thing. I, I have no clue, but yeah. So, and dealing with recruiters, man, it's just, the shit's crazy. It's crazy. And, you know, if anybody out there have, um, have, have ever experienced it or know how to basically get around the lies and the bullshit, man, the fucking smoke and mirrors, you know, shoot me an email at, uh, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting my email address again. I'm such a klux. The Casey on the Beat Show at gmail.com and, and, and let me know, you know, um, because, this, this, you know, it, it's, it's really starting to bother me. You know, I've been looking for work for so long and, you know, trying to, you know, raise these kids and things like that. I think my, my days of sitting in the house and shit like that is, is getting really slim. You know, my daughter's getting older. She's going to start needing things, and, you know, it's just it's getting really slim. So I'm trying to actually make sure, you know, that I'm prepared for, like, when my daughter goes to prom. I got a son graduating this year. Uh, shit like that, man. So... If if y'all got any information on how to bypass recruiters or anything about job recruiters that is actually positive and that really helps out, you know, and what I'm gonna start doing too, I'm actually um I'm probably gonna try to start a blog uh on WordPress or something like that. And then, you know, whatever you send me in an email, you know, I, I may, you know, post that on that blog and then, you know, we go from there and try to set things up and once I get that information then you know I'll I'll provide y'all with the blog uh website and things like that and you know we can talk on there as well as doing the podcast and things like that so um if you have any information on the job recruitment and how to you know basically either try to bypass it or win their trust or heart I don't know what the fuck you can do you know drop me something that you know the Casey on the Beat Show at gmail.com. Um, so I'm going to get ready to get out of here. I'm going to try to get some guests on here. I, I got a couple of folks in mind that I want to bring on. Um, one of my uh, close friends, and we were supposed to actually do this show together today, but 
he has some schedule conflicts, so we we want to try to work that in on the next one. So uh, again, so hit me up at Twitter at Casey on the Beat. Again, uh, YouTube at Casey on the Beat. Gmail at Casey on the Beat. And I'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here. See you later. Peace.